0: I am joined now by Irene Fancy, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about the situation going on in Haiti right now. And for anyone who doesn't know, what happened in Haiti is some missionaries that were there were kidnapped and taken hostage by some people in Haiti. And they are actually demanding to have money paid for their safe return. You have been to Haiti. I
1: have been in Haiti multiple times and I really wasn't on a mission trip. I was the director of personnel for Global Partners at the time. And so I was going in, I was checking the missionaries to see if their job description matched what they were doing, if their families were able to be able to do the ministry in the areas where they were, if their children were getting proper education and also dealing with any personnel issues that might arise in that area.
0: When you went to Haiti, did you find that, you know, it was kind of a dangerous setting to be in?
1: Haiti is a country that's kind of been up and down politically. And so it literally depended on the time that I would go. Sometimes it would be fairly peaceful and you could travel anywhere you wanted to and go to the locations you needed to. Other times I was not able to go very far from Port-au-Prince. I would have to stay and we had a mission compound there and I would have to stay in the compound because of the political unrest that was happening. It mostly comes down to the gangs. If the president and the political situation is stable, then the gangs are under control. But if those things aren't stable, then the gangs tend to take over the void that is left there and fill the gap. Have you ever seen
0: situations like this arise in Haiti or other countries with Christians? I mean, we know persecution of Christians has happened in the past, obviously.
1: Yes, for sure. Yes, we have seen missionaries held hostage. We've had situations like that, not necessarily with the Wesleyan Church, but we work in coordination with other mission groups. And so, yes, we have seen that happen. We've seen, again, because of political unrest and because of maybe the location in which you're in, it depends on the time and the place, but those things do take place and it is a very difficult situation. Haiti is definitely an area that because of the political unrest right now, it is truly a dangerous place to travel samaritans purse which is another organization that we support and really admire the work that they do they are taking food and clothing and fresh water into earthquake victims the earthquake happened in the end of august and they're taking supplies and they finally had to hire armed guards to help them get the materials from where it landed in port au prince to the area it is because they could no longer trust that it was going to get there. It was constantly, their drivers were being stopped, they were being beat up, the materials were all stolen. And so it again, did not allow for the materials to get where it needed to go. So they chose to hire armed guards that then help protect the truck to get to where it needs to go. Obviously, those are extreme measures. And you would hope that that wouldn't need to happen all the time. But for right now, in order for the people who desperately need it the most, that's the only way they could figure out to make it happen. So, the threat for the
0: people who have been taken is very real. There is a very real possibility that they may not make it out of this.
1: I think that's very true. I think that the conditions they're being held in is very questionable. I personally feel like their treatment could be pretty abusive at this point. There are women and children involved. I don't think that this particular gang who has. Captured them and is holding them, really care about that. I think they literally just want $17 million to settle this so that they can just have more money to get more power.
0: And in a place like Haiti, I would think, I mean, even in a place like the United States, money really does bring that power.
1: That's exactly right. And for a situation like Haiti, money is everything, they're the poorest nation. In the Western hemisphere, food is very difficult to come by. Even fresh water, because of the earthquakes that they've had, the tropical storms and hurricanes, is very difficult. And so it just keeps multiplying tragedy upon tragedy. Plus, there's not a lot of honest work there. It used to be farming, but the ground has been not taken care of. The trees were all leveled. So when you see an overview of Haiti you just see barren land. And so there really isn't a lot of options for jobs. And so again, you have people who can't find a job, they don't have food, they don't have fresh water. And so they resort to violence to find ways to either find those items or to get money so that they can get out of that situation.
0: And is this a situation, and obviously, you know, neither of us are involved in negotiations or anything like that, but is this a situation where you think that if the money was delivered, then the people would be freed? Or do you think that there's a possibility that even if the money was delivered, this may still not have a happy ending?
1: Well, I think that you have to understand the people that are currently holding them are not exactly trustworthy or upstanding citizens, right? And so, That would be the biggest question in the back of everyone's mind is, would they be released, but in what condition would they be released? And what has taken place over these 12, 13 days that since they were taken to them, I think that's another major question that if they are released, what will then happen to the gang? Because right now, nobody's going into that area to do anything because of the situation. They don't wanna put them in danger. But that's not to say that once those people are released, they wouldn't go in and do something drastic to to break up this gang. Now, as
0: Christians are looking at this situation,
1: should people still be planning,
0: are people still planning to go to Haiti? Or is this going to really kind of put the brakes on for a little while, at least, of people trying to help people in Haiti?
1: I'm sure that right now it's putting the brakes on. I'm sure that they feel like the situation is just too dangerous. One of the things that I feel, and you know, I think one of the things that we don't often stop and think about is the people in Haiti didn't choose to be born there. The people in Haiti didn't choose for hurricanes and earthquakes to take place there. So as a mom, I guess I see it from a mother's perspective and think, if I was in Haiti and had children to feed and no means to do it, I would desperately want people to come and help. And so to say that it's wrong for somebody to go, I don't think I want to say that because they do need help. They're in a desperate situation. But to put ourselves in danger, I'm not sure it's the right timing to go. Are there other ways that we can be supportive, like helping Samaritan's purse that are taking supplies in rather than physically putting ourselves in arms' way that would actually then create another situation that has to be dealt with I
0: would imagine whenever missions trips in general are being planned or decided upon safety has to always be at the Forefront of the planning I would imagine
1: usually the State Department puts out updated information for each country and so we always look at the state department's newest, information on the country that any of us would be going to. And we would check to see what the safety risks are. Sometimes it's not necessarily in the exact spot you're going, but you have to go through a dangerous area to get to that spot. So you would have to definitely look and see what the travel restrictions are put out by the State Department because they keep on top of that And talk to the people who are there. Talk to the missionaries who are currently living there or to other people who currently live there to know if there's, maybe it's a delay in your trip. Maybe it's just not the right time to go, but you can still do it at another time. So yes, definitely that's something that's always looked at. And for people who
0: are making plans to go on a missions trip or someday would like to, what are some things they can do? On those missions trips to stay safe to try to avoid situations like this, in addition to looking, obviously, at the recommendations. But you know, once they're there in the country,
1: well, there are several things that you can do. First of all, you need to always listen to the people who live there, don't go off by yourself. That's just being reckless. Make sure that you stay in a group, make sure you stay with the people who you are in contact with, whether that's a missionary or local people who you've been in contact with to set up this trip. Be careful of local transportation unless, again, you've talked with the people who live there. Making sure that you travel frequented roads. Don't go on back roads that put you in a situation where you're in remote areas that leave you wide open for somebody to take you or to do things. Yes, those are definitely things that you can do. You can also need to be very careful that You truly do follow the instructions of the people who live there. It's easy to go in and think that you know because maybe you've traveled before, but you haven't necessarily been to this country before. They know the situation. They know what's going on there. And it's just better for you to always follow the directions of the people who live there every day and know what's going on.
0: So how can we help now with people in Haiti or even help support the people or the families who are going through this situation now?
1: You can definitely go on the website of the organization in which the missionaries were from. They had a day of prayer and fasting for the families that are here, as well as for the people who were taken. They also had an opportunity where you can send prayers to those people and to those families so that they know that you're supporting them. They mentioned that they have heard from hundreds of thousands of people who are letting them know that they are being prayed for and that they care. And I think that's a huge way we can support them right now. Always realize that it's not just unnamed situation. These people have a name, they have a family, they have a life, and all of a sudden that's been turned upside down. And so just remembering to care about what's happening and to keep in touch with what's going on around the world, not just in Haiti, The situation around the world is continuing to deteriorate for Christians, and we need to be available to be in prayer for that. There's different ways you can get emails and sign up for emails so that you can see what's happening around the world. Be informed. Take the time to ask the questions of what really is going on and how can I be involved. There's an organization out of Bartlesville, Oklahoma, The Voice of the Martyrs. And the voice of the martyrs was set up by a man who was taken prison in Romania and kept there for a number of years. And when he was released, he and his family came to the United States and he started this organization. They put out a weekly newsletter that helps you know what's happening with the persecuted church around the world, who you can pray for, how you can pray for them, how you can support them. We have a hospital in Haiti on the island of Lagunov, just off the main part of Haiti. And supporting them, helping to give money or prayer support for them is huge. We've had several people from our church go there to help at the hospital, to help with the building. Again, they serve the local people. It's the only hospital on the whole island of Lagunov. And so being able to financially support that hospital is huge for their everyday operations. Having doctors and nurses go there to help even for a couple of weeks, helps greatly for them. So there's a lot of different ways that you can help. Prayer is certainly a number one way, but there are other ways you can be involved. Just as we didn't have a choice to be born in the United States, they didn't have a choice to be born in Haiti. And it's so often easy to say, well, why can't they get out of the situation there? And why can't they do better for themselves? You don't live in their shoes. You don't understand that they were born into this situation. And yes, maybe there are a few things they can do for themselves, but in a lot of ways, they really are at the mercy of the country in which they live. We are very privileged in the United States. We have so many opportunities given to us, jobs, education, food, clothing, that is just truly not even available on a daily basis there. One of the trips I was in Haiti, I was traveling And I saw this little boy on the side of the road and his name was Wesley. He was eight years old and he was selling little clay figurines. And when I stood and talked with him, what he sold that day depended on how much food he could take home for his family to eat for supper. They hadn't eaten all day. So if he wasn't able to sell enough, they weren't able to eat that night. I don't think we even understand the pressure of being food insecure that that brings to a family. And yes, we have some of that in the United States, but we have a lot of different aid groups that help in those situations. A situation like Haiti, there just isn't a lot of opportunity for those things to help. So just being careful of our judgment of the countries and the people and understanding that Jesus died for them. He cares about them, he loves them, and having a heart for them like his heart.